You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insight from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Hello and welcome to Meet the RIA. Joining us now is Lori Von Dusen, CEO and founder of LVW Advisors. Lori, it's great to have you with us. Thank you, Jenna. Nice to be here. So LVW is a woman-led firm. Could you share a little bit more about your culture and your values? Yeah. Um, well, we we started in the institutional advisory space, which is a bit unusual. Um, I started my career in 1987, and by the 1990s was almost exclusively advising not-for-profits, colleges, universities, and all kinds of not-for-profit entities. So that's the, the roots of our firm. I started at Lehman Brothers, Shearson Lehman Brothers, and ultimately became Smith Barney, City Smith Barney, before I formed LVW Advisors. So our roots are really in having that kind of client base. It's pretty sophisticated. So our roots are all about accountability, start every meeting with kind of a, a clean sheet of paper and really understand the client and the existing portfolio and the issues, um, integrity, um, transparency, all the things that now people talk about, you know, in terms of the fiduciary model or things that are, you know, resonant with us because we started in the institutional advisory space. Uh, so there was no... You know, when you're sitting around the room with a bunch of professional investors that are sitting on boards or investment committees or finance committees, um, the credibility police show up every day. <laughs> so I would say that um, we we have roots that have held true in our culture. Our culture is really focused on the client um, and customizing our advice around the client and um, building a team that can serve our clients in a kind of best of class way. Building off of that, Lori, what would you say has been the key to your success over the years? Uh, never giving up. <laughs> uh, you know, people talk about resiliency a lot. I think it's been really focused on looking at the industry and trying to figure out what was missing and why um, when I started advisors, they weren't really called advisors then, they, we were brokers, um, why they weren't solving problems around the client specifically, but they were kind of selling products or, you know, allowing a client to collect investments. So I think part of the success was that kind of clean sheet of paper, really deeply understanding the client. And, and I've said this a lot, but money does not exist in a parallel universe. It, it exists as part of someone's life. So what are the goals? What are the issues? What are the struggles the client's having? What does the existing um, portfolio look like? And how can we enhance that? And so I think the secret to it is not really a secret. It was just spending a lot of time understanding clients and then advising versus selling and solving problems. Um, so there have been, you know, people who know me and know my history or go out there and look at it, know that, you know, there's been certainly a lot of success that I'm, I'm grateful for, 
but that success has come in a very hard one way. You know, I, I started in the warehouse, big banking environment in the World Trade Center, as I referenced in 1987. There weren't a lot of women back then. There weren't any, actually. And um, so I think you had to kind of figure out how to differentiate, but also how to um, thrive, survive, thrive, and um, build a business in a pretty male-dominated setting that was very, you know, approaching the business very differently than I, I did. And I think it was, it was really the roots and the reason for our success. And you mentioned you started on the institutional side. How would you describe your client base today? Uh, it's it's still uh, there's still probably roughly 22 institutions that we advise. They're a lot different um, than what we were doing, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Um, they're smaller, small to mid-sized institutions versus some of the larger institutions we used to advise. Business has changed a lot. Um, I've thought a lot over the years and strategically planned for the next gen and cultivating and mentoring a next gen team. So now 70% of our business is really high net worth, ultra high net worth families. And it's more than just the first generation. It's the G1, G2 and trying to get to even the G3. So building um building a business that reflects our clients, looks like our clients has been really important to me and also would be around for another 30 years. <laughs> so um, mentoring, training, um, educating advisors, team members to deal with clients that are in this kind of high net worth, ultra high net worth space, and also institutions has been really important. If we were still, you know, almost 100% institutional, it's very hard to transition that business because there's so much turnover in institutions of decision makers. Um, it's a very tough business to, um, to perpetuate. So I've thought a lot about that over the years. And as I mentioned, you know, strategically have planned for um, succession. What's been your growth strategy over the years, Lori? Well, <laughs> Uh, somebody said once that I had shrunk to grow, um, but that's actually not true. You know, when when I left Smith Barney, we were an organically grown five and a half billion dollar AUM business that, you know, we never partnered with anyone. We just we had a team that was cultivated um, a lot of, you know, people that were hired that were interns um, and over the years, you know, kind of built the business with a desk and a phone. Um, and as I mentioned, we had some very large clients. Uh, I left in uh, right before the financial crisis started, August 31st, 2008. Uh, so my timing could have been really good or bad. Um, clients followed us. Our entire business went independent because I felt that an, an actual fiduciary model and more resources were, were really important for us. And at that time, um, within a month, Citigroup sued me. Um, in the end, we prevailed and won, um, but it really disrupted our business. And so um, when I talk about shrinking to grow, that was the time where I said, you know what, I really need to focus on building out this business around um, 
families and entrepreneurs and people who resonate with us and me, you know, kind of first generation wealth um, and also professional investors, because we had dealt with so many professional investors over the years sitting around these institutional meetings and boardrooms. So we kind of rebuilt the business back then to focus more on professional investors, entrepreneurs, business owners, as well as institutions that were kind of small to mid-size. And I would say, you know, my advice to people around growth strategies is get your organic house in order first. You know, organic growth has been very important to us. Take care of your clients really well. Um, actively ask for referrals, um, which I know there's a lot of mixed opinions about this, but if your clients are happy, many of them are happy to refer. And so our growth strategy has been to really, really take care of our clients <laughs> and to organically grow. And we have not done a lot of the big acquisitions, all of the M&A that other firms have done. Uh, and that has something to do with my experiences around culture and making sure our culture stayed intact and was solid. And one bad acquisition or one even bad hire can really disrupt the business. So we've been really careful about M&A. Um, we have done small you know, kinds of deals and we're looking to do more, but we're super careful about that. I think focusing on productivity, leveraging technology and digital touch points and meeting clients where they're at that way. And really, again, having a strong strategic plan and then business plans and communicating that, um, all of that leads to you know, better growth. Um, we've done a lot of analysis around that and I've had a lot of help. I have very, very strong team members, a great chief operating officer, also a woman, um, with a Fortune 500 background and a great partner in a gentleman, Joe Zappia, as well as um, others, Jeff Wagner, Rick Van Curen, long, long time part of things. And so as a leader, knowing what you're good at, focusing on that and putting great people around you to fill the gaps is a growth strategy because it helps me focus on what I'm good at and the firm you know, gets to, you know, benefit from this talent and as do the clients. And finally, one of the things that you're good at, Lori, is investment. So as the firm's co-CIO, what's been your approach, generally speaking? Well, I, I think our investment approach, the simplest way to describe it is it's a three-legged stool where we are very focused on valuations across the markets um, and we look at a lot of different metrics. Uh, we also are very focused on liquidity conditions. And, you know, up until the, the Fed's whole pivot last January, um, we had a lot of ample liquidity, which can stretch valuations farther than you ever imagined. The third thing we look at is earnings, earnings growth, the trajectory of earnings growth. And when all of those things are flashing green, we want to be overweight to equity, for example. So if valuations are cheap and there's ample liquidity and earnings are moving in a positive direction, we're going to want to, you know, we, we kind of make it simple. This is um, the environment that we're in now is a little bit more challenging. And uh, I would say, generally speaking, we have history, a lot of 
history on our team of investing for long periods of time. We have a value orientation. We care about companies and fundamentals and balance sheets and cash flows. Um, and we think achieving returns consistent consistently requires kind of thinking out of the box. So we were early adopters in what now everyone calls alternative investments, which I, I don't really like that term, but I think that skill is the ultimate diversifier in portfolios. So um, we do believe that much of the skill is found in private structures and some of the hedge fund structures. So we spent a lot of time um, filling up our pipeline with those kinds of ideas. And um, there are some always some really good opportunities there. And we will not lock up capital unless we believe we are getting an excess over the public markets that's pretty uh, substantial. But we've been longtime investors in all kinds of private structures, credit, real estate, equity, and a lot of secondary structures, which we really believe in. And um, I think is a really interesting opportunity right, right now. Well, Lori, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jenna. It's been really fun. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone watching. Once again, I was joined by Lori Van Dusen, CEO and founder of LVW Advisors. And I'm Jenna Dagenhart with Asset TV. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Be sure to check out our other episodes and visit AssetTV.com, your source for financial news and information.